Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the No Name Sports Show. I am your host, Evan Money, as always. Thank you for tuning in today. Um, again, it is going to be another solo cast here on the No Name Sports Show. Uh, just Trevor was having a little bit of um, physical issues, I guess you could say. Um, not doing so hot. Um, so hope for a speedy recovery. Hope he feels better. Um, if he wants to talk about it when he comes back on and absolutely he can um but it's not my place to get into it so um real quick let's uh let's go over some things that happened here um some points of highlights um i know one thing uh majorly that uh trevor wanted to talk about was the uh seattle kraken game with the uh Sorry, I'm pulling everything up here with the Los Angeles Kings. Um, first off, it was a it was an amazing game. The game went in actually went into overtime, um, where the Kraken ended up taking the win, uh, nine to eight. And I have to say that this probably was. Um, I've only been following hockey for just a little bit since uh, you know Trevor's really uh, kind of introduced me to it so I'm still learning a lot about the game um this apparently was one of the highest scoring games of all time um and I, I Trevor's gonna fucking blow up about it uh you know when he gets back on the show um so you know I don't want to take too much of his thunder um you know shout out to the Kraken for getting the win um in overtime um, it was definitely a very interesting game, uh, it, it, through the first period, it was, it ended being tied up, uh, three to three, um, moving into the second period, Kraken were able to take a two point advantage. Um, and then the Kings were able to come back in the third period and, uh, tie the game up to go and force it into overtime. Um, I, I'm, I'm looking at the stats here. And for some reason, I've lost my mouse. I've lost my mouse, folks. Okay, there we go. All right, we're back. Um, so yeah, looking at uh, <laughs> looking at everything, um, you know, the as far as the uh, the breakdown of of what was happening, um, you know, Maddie Berniers is having a phenomenal year. Um, honestly. Again, this is just me talking. Trevor will probably say I'm not doing this enough justice. Um, you know, the Kraken are honestly having a great year. Um, they're sitting right now at uh, 14 and 5. And, uh, I, you know, I think they're, they're starting to click um, on all cylinders. And I think that's uh, definitely a good thing. You know, the new expansion team uh, trying to get out of the depths and I think that's uh that's definitely good um so real quick just uh taking a look um we're gonna take a look at the uh the uh, standings here um over in the eastern conference uh at the top sitting at the top at the Atlantic division is the Boston Bruins um at 19 and 3 uh sitting upon atop the Metropolitan uh division is the New Jersey Devils at 19-4. and four. Uh, Moving over to the West in the Central, you have the Dallas Stars uh, sitting atop. Oh, hold on. Hold on. 
the heck was that for? Okay. All right. Yeah, there we go. That's better. All right. So yeah, the Dallas Stars. Um, and then uh, moving down uh, to the Pacific, you have the Vegas Golden Knights. Um, so I'm not exactly sure how the standings work, you know, because it'd be, it'd be very interesting um, to understand because... I mean, if it if you're going off of like win percentage, I don't know. I guess points also matter too, uh, pretty heavily. That's just it's just not something I'm used to. This way, see, this is where you need. This is why you need Trevor in this bad boy because that make this whole the whole thing doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Anyway, moving forward, um, we're gonna move over to the. Uh, UFC world, um, for those of you who have no idea who, um, anything about, you know, anything other than the UFC, um, in MMA, uh, Conor McGregor has announced that he is, uh, going to be entering the USADA pool very soon, um, along with the fact that he has a lawsuit against them against an former from a former teammate Artem Lobov uh, just any kind of news you get from Connor I think it is always fantastical news uh, Kayla Harris Harrison uh, suffered her first loss um, so that's gonna be a very interesting thing I think a lot of people um, have basically stated that it was probably the biggest upset in women's MMA um, since Ronda Rousey lost to Holly Holm uh, so <clears throat> definitely should be good. Uh, there's an exciting matchup coming up, uh, here this weekend. Uh, you have Steven Wonderboy Thompson versus Kevin Holland. Um, this should be an interesting fight. I, I actually think, I think, uh, Steven Wonderboy Thompson has been a, a top of the welterweight division for a very long time. Um, Kevin Holland is one of the most exciting guys, uh, that came out of the pandemic, actually. Just the way that he was talking, um, kind of backing it up. Um, it's definitely, uh, he's definitely an exciting fighter to, to watch. Um, you also have uh, Brian Barberina uh, facing off against uh, Alfredo Dos Anjos, and uh, that should be a good, good fight. Uh, Brian was able to have a fucking killer of a fight um in his last fight where he was able to pick up the win against Robbie Lawler um it was a, it was probably one of the most insane fights and I've seen a guy walk down Robbie Lawler like that the dude's phenomenal um definitely get uh, has a big test here with uh, Dos Anjos uh, you know Dos Anjos is definitely more a little bit of a grappler and um he's got a really good takedown rate uh but you know, Javier is definitely coming off of a uh, coming off of a loss, so hopefully uh, you know he'll be looking to turn that around. Um, other fights on the card that you know are, are kind of looking exciting. Um, obviously, you got Tuavasa, uh, Tai Tuavasa uh, versus uh, Sergey uh, 
Pavlovic. Uh, this should be a good one. Uh, Pavlovic's on kind of on the rise right now um, as a guy in the heavyweight division. Um, he's on a four-fight win streak. Uh, was able to get his last win, actually, against Derek Lewis um, in the first round. It was under a minute by knockout. So if you guys know, Derek Lewis isn't, isn't a bitch. So uh, definitely should be fun. I think it's going to be a great fight. Uh, you know, this definitely could start have the makings for a guy to make the push um, as far as where they're sitting um, in the heavyweight division. Um, so yeah, you know, I think right now you'd be you'd be hard pressed to kind of see, uh, you know. What's going to happen with the heavyweight division uh, with John Jones looking like he's getting ready to come back? Um, I know we talked about that a little bit, um, whether that's going to be versus Francis Ngannou or Stipe or, you know, whatsoever. Um, definitely going to be interesting. Um, I will say this. I think that uh, Francis Ngannou has definitely held up the division long enough. So, um you know, you, with this this four five matchup here that's happening, I think you know you definitely could make a case for that winner of this. Definitely should get a shot. Um, so yeah, definitely uh, definitely should be good. Um, I do want to talk about real quick the landscape of the UFC right now because you look at the start of the year um, and you look at where we're kind of finishing out the year at right now as far as who's champion. Um, I think it's going to be, I think it's a phenomenal thing because you started out uh, with a lot of, there was a lot of hype around a lot of people and uh, pretty much all the titles changed hands. Um, you know, obviously the big one is definitely Leon Edwards, uh, you know, being able to beat Kamara Usman and uh, Alex Perea versus um, Israel Adesanya, which just happened recently, I think was also the big one. Um, you know, shout out to, uh, you know, Alexander Volkanovsky and, uh, you know, for basically holding it down. Um, same with, you know, Valentina Shevchenko. Uh, you know, they just, the mainstays, I guess you could say, really. Um, the only thing I'm really interested to see here is, is what's going to happen with the bantamweight division. I think, uh, you know, with Sean, Sugar Sean O'Malley up there at the top, I think he's in, in good form right now. It's going to be very interesting to see what is going on with him. Um, he was just recently on Joe Rogan. If you get a chance, go check that out. Um, but I just don't like Al Jermaine Sterling. Um, you know, he he beat TJ Dillashaw when TJ had one arm. Um, you know, I I don't I don't think that nine times nine times out of ten, I don't I don't know if he, you know, would win that fight. Um I, I yeah, I think if you gave TJ a, a you know no injury, I, I think it would definitely ended a little bit differently. Um, you know, Volkanovsky uh, is looking to fight uh, Islam Makachev here um, this upcoming year. That's going to be very interesting. Um, you know, the featherweight division is kind of on pause. Uh, you know, Volkanovsky's kind of ran through everybody in that division. So uh, not really much more he needs to do, I think. Um, you know, Islam obviously has just started uh, with his level of dominance over Charles Oliveira and taking that title. Um, you have a chump like Dustin Poirier, who really just, I don't know, he's overrated. That's why I call it, that's why I say it like that. Um, 
because he's not beaten anybody really that that you're like, oh man, he's he's done it in such like lazy fashions. Like give him, you know, go have have him go up against Oliveira, have him go up against you know uh, Islam, and he's he's already to you know he's toast. That's it. Um, even in that last fight against Connor, when Connor broke his leg, I would honestly say that Connor was starting to get the better of it. Um, you know, broke limbs breaking happens. Um, you know, but as far as for like the welterweight division um, and the flyweight division. And even the light heavyweight division, you know, I think it's uh, it's good because you have um, chances for guys to kind of move up um, and kind of see what's going on. Obviously, the welterweight division has been dominated by Kamaru Usman for so long. Um, he may or may not. I don't think there's been an official thing yet about him and uh, Leon Edwards actually doing a rematch yet or not. Uh, so that'll be interesting to see. Uh Obviously, the middleweight division had that big shakeup, so kind of seeing where that goes with Israel. Um, the heavyweight division, I think, is going to be interesting when John Jones gets added to it. Uh, like I said, with you know, uh, Ty and, and Sergey uh, fighting right now, um, you still have you know Cyril Gon in the mix. Um, you know, still Stipe's out there, so should be definitely very good. Uh, moving over to the women's side of the UFC though, you know, Whaley Zhang, uh, definitely showed her dominance, um, in picking up the win over Carla Esparza. And I thought that when she first won the title, that she was going to be kind of like Amanda Nunez and kind of like Valentina Shevchenko where like, they're not going to lose. They're just not going to lose the belt at all. Um, but we'll see. I don't know. You know, I'm, I'm like looking at the rankings here and it's just like, I don't see anybody <coughs> down in that straw weight division that I would, uh, you know, assume that, you know, would be able to make a push. Um, so I, I don't know. I, I, maybe there is, uh, you know, got, you never, you never know, you, you know, got to keep your eye out on people. Um, I don't know if Amanda Nunez is going to lose again. I don't even know if she's going to fight again now that she's got the title back. What more could she do? Uh, I think she's already cemented GOAT status. Uh, maybe a third fight with Valentina would be in the cards. So, um, yeah, I don't know. You know, I guess we'll see. Valentina's kind of done it all as well over there um, in her division, kind of holding things down. So, um, moving forward, though, we're going to move on along uh we're gonna move over to some nba news um so just last night uh you know um had a couple of big uh scoring outputs jason tatum put 49 up on my miami heat that was rough to watch uh but uh big news big story was uh devin booker putting up 51 and three quarters so that was definitely um an impressive feat. The fact that he only had 51, though, with the whole fourth quarter still left to go, uh, definitely kind of weird if you think about it. Um, but, uh, you know, looking at the long thing, like, I don't know. The, the NBA is just so, like, up and down, um, and it's kind of back and forth. Um, you know, <clears throat> I think some of the issues that we're seeing right now 
um, for teams like the Heat, uh, for teams like the 76ers, uh, who got kind of destroyed. The 76ers got destroyed last night, in my opinion. Um, and even with, you know, like the Nets, uh, there's just, there's so many teams that you think would be contending right now um, that are just plagued with injuries. Um, I, you know, I'm playing fantasy basketball for the first time in a long time, and it's just injuries are just flooded everywhere. You know, guys like Cade Cunningham, CP3, LaMelo Ball, like these are key guys on their teams that are just out, and they've been out for a while. Um, you know, Jimmy Butler down in Miami. Uh, so, I mean, it's just, I don't know. It's a rough thing to do, uh, or it's a rough it's a rough thing to do. It's a rough thing to get through, um, and you know, you never really know how things are going to go. You know, um, you know, Cat up in up in Minnesota just got hurt. Carl Anthony Towns, if you don't know who that is, um, but yeah. So you know, just kind of looking at the looking at the standings right now um, in the East, just rattling off the top five real quick. Um, from one down to five, it goes the Celtics, the Bucks, the Cavs, the Pacers, and the 76ers. Um, the only team I feel like, the only two teams that I feel like are in, kind of in like a true position for themselves, are the Bucks and the Cavs. Um, I, the Celtics are a very good team. They're very well built. Uh, but it's just been longevity for them. I think, you know, as the season goes on, it's kind of one of those things of like, are they going to be able to maintain what they're doing? And I'm not 100% sure that they can. Um, I just think that they need a little bit more depth. Uh, they kind of play themselves really thin, and they play themselves very small. Um, so uh, looking over at the West, the top five teams in the West, uh, are the Suns, the Nuggets, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, and the Clippers. Now, I do believe that the Suns are in a good spot, um, and I believe that the Grizzlies are as well. The surprising things are is that the Clippers are playing well. Uh, John Wall's looking great for them right now. Um, but the Pelicans, boy, when Zion is on that team and healthy, that's a whole different beast. So um, I don't know. I, I, I like I like the way that they're sitting. Um, as far as uh, the rest of the teams um, in both conferences that are on the outside looking in, um, you know, if I had to pick a team that I thought maybe could elevate themselves into a play-in position, um, for the for the East, I think it's the Heat. Not because I'm a Heat fan. I just think injuries have really hurt them. Um, you know, Jimmy Buckets have been carrying the load for a long time. I'd be interested to see what the Heat do around the trade deadline. Um, be interested to see how they kind of attack things and move uh, move forward. Uh, maybe a Westbrook to Miami thing might happen, um, which I think would be a good move for the Heat. Uh, maybe a Julius Randle to the Heat might happen. You never know. Looking over at the West, though, uh, you know, the team that's just barely out of the what would be the play-in if it, the playoffs started today is the Dallas Mavericks. I think eventually they're going to get it figured out. You don't have a guy like Luka who can just dominate the uh, dominate the game the way he does. You know, um, the Lakers right now are currently sitting out. I don't think that the Lakers, outside of being able to trade to get some better assets around LeBron and Anthony Davis, are going to do much more um, than kind of what they're at. I think you're kind of seeing the ceiling of where the Lakers are. 
Um, even if they do make the play-in, not really too big on how far they go. Um, so, yeah, so that's why, for those of you who are wondering, that's why I feel like it's going to be the uh, the Mavs that would definitely make that late push. So, uh, moving forward to the NFL, um, the hot button that is always the NFL. Um, so let's go through the big news real quick. Um, I think the biggest bit of news right now is uh, everybody's been talking about uh, <laughs> Odell Beckham, um, kind of where he's going to go. Um, getting kicked off of a flight recently, um, I've heard that it's there are reports that it has not deterred um, anybody in the Cowboys organization. Um, so definitely be interested to see what's going on uh, there. Um, there's a little bit of a buzz around uh, some beef between Kyler Murray and Patrick Peterson over some comments that Patrick Peterson had about Kyler Murray. Um, and then I think the biggest thing for uh, people to know around the league is that Lamar Jackson uh, left practice with what appears to be a quadriceps injury. Um, so that could definitely hurt their chances. Um, all right, where are we going now? Now, now, see, this is the problem, folks. Things don't want to load. And things don't want to load, man. I tell you what. It gets rough. I got to reload everything. Anyway, uh, okay. So, uh, looking at last week's scores, uh, let's run down through them. So, it was Thanksgiving, obviously. Um, had a little bit of a nail-biter on Thanksgiving Day to start out the day with the Buffalo Bills visiting the Detroit Lions. Bills were able to get away with the win. I'd say squeak by with the win, 28-25. Uh, to 25. The New York Giants visited the Dallas Cowboys. Cowboys were able to hold on with the win, 28-20. to 20. And what I thought was a must-win for both teams, um, the New England Patriots visited the Minnesota Vikings. Vikings came away with the win, 33-26. to 26. Moving on to the Sunday games, you had Tampa Bay visiting the Browns. Tampa Bay ended up losing the game in overtime, uh, 23-17. You had the Bengals visiting the Titans. The Bengals were able to pull off the win, uh, 20-16. The Texans visited Miami, as if anybody gave the Texans a chance. Miami came with the win, 30-15. Chicago visiting the New York Jets. Jets were able to pull up off a big one without Zach Wilson, uh, 31 to 10. We'll talk about that one a little bit more later. Atlanta visiting the Washington Commanders. Washington Commanders were able to pull away the win with a win, 19 to 13. The Denver Broncos visited the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers held on to win, 23 to 10. The Baltimore Ravens visited the Jacksonville Jaguars. Jacksonville came away with the win, 28 to 27. The Los Angeles Chargers faced off against the Arizona Cardinals. Chargers were able to squeak by with a win, 25-24. The Vegas Raiders visited the Seattle Seahawks uh, in what was probably the, one of the most exciting moments of overtime I've ever seen. 
Uh, Raiders came away with the win, 40 to 34. Uh, we'll talk about that one here in a little bit. The Los Angeles Rams visited the Kansas City Chiefs. Chiefs were able to come away with the win, 26 to 10. New Orleans Saints visiting the San Francisco 49ers. 49ers pitched a shutout, winning the game 13 to 0. The Green Bay Packers visited the Philadelphia Eagles. Eagles were able to get by with a win, 40 to 33. And the Monday night game, the Pittsburgh Steelers visited the Indianapolis Colts. Steelers were able to come away with the win, 24 to 17. Now, the first game I want to get to is I want to get to the uh, <laughs> the New York game, the New York-Chicago game, because this was a crowning moment for what everybody was kind of expecting to maybe be the point where the Jets started to lose some momentum. However, you had the battle of the backup QBs. Trevor Simeon was facing off against Mike White. Mike White balled out went 22 for 28 for 315 yards for three touchdowns uh that is phenomenal that's a great that's a fucking great game um he and Garrett Wilson were just clicking on all cylinders uh Garrett Wilson came away with five receptions 95 yards with two touchdowns and um you know the run game was getting there getting it too you know uh no, I, I, I wanted to talk about this because I thought that this um, was definitely something very interesting. Now, <clears throat> the Jets have already come out on record saying that Zach Wilson will be coming back at some point this season. A lot of people have asked me, Evan, don't you think that Mike White balled out? Well, yeah, he did. It's very easy to ball out as a quarterback when nobody's game plan for you ever. Nobody's had film on you forever. Um... You know, nothing against Mike White, but, you know, he's going up against the guy in Trevor Simeon who you've got plenty of film on. But, I mean, you look at Mike White and you're like, <laughs> the guy was drafted in 2018 in the fifth round. Um, he was drafted by the Dallas Cowboys. He has literally only ever played in five games. Four of them were before Sunday. And if you look at the numbers, it was very pedestrian numbers. Um, you know, he <laughs> he had... <laughs> in the four games, he had uh, a completion rating of 66.7% for 953 yards with a touchdown-to-interception ratio of 5-8. to eight. So what he did on Sunday is a prime example of why it is so difficult to go in against a backup quarterback and say, we're ready. And I think that's that was always, like, that's the big thing, is that, you know, you look at Trevor Simeon's numbers, obviously he didn't have the game that he had, uh, you know, he didn't have a fucking blowout game because you've seen it. So uh, definitely interesting on that. I don't think it creates a, a controversy by any means. Um, so uh, moving on, um, I, I do want to talk about a little bit about Jacoby Brissett because 
obviously with uh, Deshaun Watson looking to make the return. Um, I think Jacoby Brissett has done a very good job at, at playing his his way into um, for sure another contract, but even maybe maybe potentially a starting position. Um, I think for a team that you know is looking to find like that um, that like gap player. I guess you could say. Uh, so, you know, we're looking at like, you know, I'm looking at like Detroit. Like, I'm looking at you. You know, Jared Goff is not going to be the answer. You're going to want to draft a guy. Well, when I get Brissett to, to throw the ball around for, a, you know, a season, so you're not having to, you know, so you can still build up the rest of your team. Um, you know, same with the Colts, same with the Texans. I think if you don't get your quarterback in the draft, I think Jacoby Brissett is a perfect fill-in guy. So you can have that gap player. Um, and I think he just deserves a little bit more credit than what people are giving him. You know, uh, <laughs> the Browns are definitely one of the better teams right now um, on paper than they are on the field. But uh, Brissett showed that they, they could definitely be a very successful team. Um, moving on to the Raiders versus the Seahawks. I just want to say shout out to Josh Jacobs for getting that, you know, Literally one fucking run. One run. 86 yards. <laughs> and he scored a touchdown. That's it. That's all I wanted to talk about in that game. I'm kidding. Um, no, this is what you thought that the Raiders were going to be. You thought the Raiders were going to be a smash mouth, uh, putting up big points uh, team. And, you know, shout out to Geno Smith and the rest of the Seahawks because they did exactly what people aren't expecting them to do. The Seahawks are are creatively uh, finding ways to stay in games, um, winning a lot of games at that. And I think that they have been the biggest and best surprise of the entire year. Um, Russell Wilson has definitely shown that he was he's probably past he's expired. He's past due. And you know Seattle's looking like a million fucking bucks right now. So. Uh, definitely awesome on that. Um, quick little tidbit here. Um, I do want to say I did find it very funny um, that the Rams had a player run in and almost knock out Sean McVay while running onto the field. Um, <laughs> that that was definitely funny. Um, and then Bright, you know, Bryce Perkins, uh, <laughs> he was rolling his arms uh, trying to get warmed up and uh, popped Cam Akers in the mouth. Um, on accident, it was de- it was definitely kind of funny. Um, I, you know, I, there's not much to talk about with this game. Um, I really didn't have. There wasn't really like a whole lot I wanted to go into. I just think that if you haven't heard of Bryce Perkins' story, I think you should look into it a little bit more. Um, it's an amazing story. Awesome to hear a guy come up through uh, so much adversity and uh, be able to kind of turn things around in his life. And uh, I say turn things around like it was, you know, he purposely did something. He didn't do anything on purpose. He just had an injury. Very serious. Uh, but, yeah, go take a look at it. I think it was It's a great story. It's a beautiful story. It's awesome uh, how things kind of played out. So um, with that being said, I thought we would take a look at the current standings right now um, for the playoffs. You know, um, the playoff bracket is a little weird because you take a look at kind of where, um, you know, teams are sitting at right now. Um, and you look at like the NFC South, 
they don't have a team over 500, but they have a team that is going to have a home that's going to host a home game. Um, so that's definitely really weird. Um, so if we we take a look real quick, um, you know, at, at the playoffs, um, <coughs> excuse me, um, you know, right now in the AFC, you've got Kansas City sitting at uh, at number one. You've got the Dolphins, the Titans, the Ravens, the Bills, the Bengals, the Jets, and uh, you got the Pats. So, um, sorry, I was just mind boggled here by. I'm reading the tiebreakers here, and just some of the the way they break down these tiebreakers sometimes, guys, is just mind boggling. Um, they really go into depth on how things go. Um, anyway, yeah, sorry. So, yeah. Um, and then moving down to uh, the NFC, uh, you have the Eagles, the Vikings, the 49ers, the Buccaneers, the Cowboys, the Giants, the Commanders, and the Seahawks. Um, now, with that being said, um, you know, you look over, um, we're just going to start over in the NFC. You look over at the NFC East. Um, <clears throat> Obviously very competitive. It's very unfortunate that the Giants and the Commanders both have seven wins, which in majority of the NFC would put you in number one outside of the NFC North. Um, but <laughs> NFC East, uh, powerhouse fucking division again. Um, it's great. It's great that they've got you know some uh, young, talented quarterbacks in there, some great defenses in there. Um, so... That should be good. I see the Eagles taking that one, no problem, not having a single issue. Um, you know, looking at the NFC North, the Vikings have pretty much locked that in. That's a done deal. There's no, there's not going to be anything coming out. You know, nobody else is going to be coming out of that. Um, the NFC South is still really kind of up for grabs. Everybody's got a chance to do it. All they've got to do is get on a hot streak. Right now, the Falcons are the closest ones to being able to unseat the Buccaneers. Um, but you never know. You know, the Panthers or the Saints might get hot real quick and uh, rattle off a few while the Bucks, you know, who have been struggling all year, uh, drop some. So, um, and then in the, in the NFC West, it really, excuse me, it's really coming down to the 49ers and the Seahawks. 49ers, ever since they've added Christian McCaffrey, I think that's kind of given them a little bit of a boost. The Seattle Seahawks, obviously, the surprising team of the entire NFL season. The pleasant, surprising team out of the NFL season. Um, moving on, uh, you know, I want to hit the AFC South real quick. Obviously, I, you know, Tennessee's got that locked up right now. Um, that's not going to go anywhere from them, um, in my mind. And the AFC, I mean, the Chargers have a shot, but the Chiefs would have to fall off something dramatically. Um Right now, you know, uh, the Chiefs have a three-game lead on the Chargers. So definitely, the Chiefs are definitely playing more for number one than they are playing for a playoff spot. So, um, and the Chargers just keep having injuries left and right, you know. it Same story, different year. Um, the NFC North, 
or the NFC, AFC North uh, is really going to come down to the Ravens and the Bengals. Um, unfortunately for the Ravens, I think the Bengals are just getting healthy at the right time. Um, and, you know, the Ravens are starting to get injured at the wrong time. So, um, and then, you, of course, you go to the AFC East. Realistically, you know, the Dolphins and the Bills, I think, are going to keep battling this out. Um, this is going to be the place where I think you grab three uh, playoff teams. Um, depending on what happens with the NF, you know, the AFC North um, and the Chargers, um, you could potentially have four teams coming out of this, which would be kind of impressive. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's it's – I don't know. I, I would like to hope that the Bills would kind of keep their lead on it, um, keep their foot, you know, kind of firmly on the AFC East. It's nice to see the Dolphins coming up. I think they got one of the most explosive offenses out there with Tyreek and Waddle and Gusecki. And, um, you know, two is playing very good. Um, I'm really kind of pulling for the Jets, though. I, I would like to see the Jets go down and, and do some do some business. Um, haven't seen that since the uh, Mark Sanchez day, the butt fumble. So definitely be an interesting, fun time. Um, so we got two teams on a bye this week. We got the Arizona Cardinals and the Carolina Panthers. Um, so real quick, uh, you know, to give you uh, kind of uh, – my thoughts on the games that I, I think you should keep an eye on this week. Um, first and foremost, I you know, obviously Kansas City versus Cincinnati. Um, it's going to be a little bit of a revenge game for Kansas City. I feel like uh, definitely going to be a good game. Could be a very high scoring game, um, but that's I think that's going to be amazing, an amazing game. Um, looking down here also. Uh, you know, you got the Commanders visiting the Giants. I think that's just going to be a good game. You got two real tough teams um, ready to battle it out. I think that's going to be a very good, you know, those are going to be very good game. That's going to be a very good game, too. Um, and then the Jets visiting the Vikings. You know, the Vikings were able to flip it around um, and get kind of maybe hopefully get back on track. Um, and then, you know, seeing where the Jets are. Uh, you know, who knows, you know, Mike White, Joe Flacco, uh, maybe even Zach Wilson comes back. You don't, you never know. Um, be interesting to see what the Jets do. Um, try and see if they can keep score and keep, you know, keep scoring with that Minnesota team up there. Um, but for the Thursday night game, you know, obviously we pick them every, every week. Uh, we got the Buffalo Bills visiting the New England Patriots. Um, you know, this one, I think for me, um, I think I'm going to go with, you know, go with the safe bet there um, in picking the Buffalo Bills. Nothing against the Patriots. I just don't think, uh, I mean, I like Mac Jones, uh, but if you held a gun to my head and asked me to pick him or Josh Allen, I'm picking Josh Allen all day. Um, you know, yeah, the Bills have, have a few injuries um, that they're kind of dealing with right now. And, you know, but they're still the Bills. Um, I think they're, they're going to be, they're definitely going to be, um, going to be ready to roll. Uh, you know, the Pats are coming out. Uh, don't have a whole lot of guys listed on their injury report right now. A lot of it is just questionable. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. 
I think that the Pats are good enough to beat the Bills, but ultimately I would have to say that the the Bills are going to pull away with this. Um, I think that you just have to be, when you're in that top tier of uh, you know the AFC right now, I think you kind of just have to be that good, and you have to get wins like this. So um, that's going to be it, though, for the No Name Sports Show. So thank you for tuning in. We definitely appreciate it. Uh, if you guys uh, enjoyed this show, please like share and subscribe. If you guys would like to be a part of the show, shoot me a DM. Uh, you know, Evan Money, Strange Crew Productions, you can see it all. Um, you know, see it all. You can send it all. That's, maybe don't send it all. Keep keep some of it to yourself. Um, <clears throat> aside from that, uh, if you guys are interested in any merch that we have, uh, please feel free to reach out to myself or Prime's. Um, you can also reach out to our Facebook page. Uh, that's Strange Crew Productions on Facebook. Um, you guys can kind of see some of the pricing that we have on there. Uh, definitely uh, some stuff that we're working on and uh, trying to get some stuff situated. So uh, hope you guys tune in and hope you guys enjoyed this first real true full week of three episodes. Um, so tune in on Tuesday for JC the Blind Jedi. Uh, it's going to have a very interesting podcast for you guys. Um, I'm, I'm excited about it. I'm super pumped. Um, and then make sure you guys tune in again Wednesday to hear myself and Primes. Sometimes there might be a special guest. And then obviously every Thursday at noon, check out the No Name Sports Show. So with that being said, we love you guys. We appreciate everything you guys do and all the attention that you guys give us so with that being said we love you peace